0: Welcome to Kishmir in Yiddish with your host, Shloyma Devoyla, and part two in this series. But I always remember our staple at home was always chazmat yoach, and it was rice and vegetables, and then another thing would be um, shilkelech mit arbes, and that was another good thing, and there was also another one, the potatoes and sauerkraut soup, that was delicious.
1: Um, And also, wasn't there... uh, a time when she would make um oh
0: yeah i would watch her make by hand the um the fine noodles and she would make these noodles and cut them at the table and as a uh, as a kid i would watch her and she would let me uh, cut a little bit and then i would have my own little uh setup too because the way she did it and it was a whole operation in the in the dining room of uh the flour and the eggs and mixing it all together and using the flour on these wooden um boards and making sure that the uh it would dry out and then when it would dry out it would be these flat sheets, round sheets and she would fold it up in a certain way and the knife that she had, you know, she would finely cut the um the noodles. And yeah. then, you know, they would be dried out for sure, but that was a special Experience to to have with her because I wanted to help along
1: too because I was a kid. And how about um, your dad, our dad? Well, what was his name?
0: Yossel. Now, I have some really um, tender moments, you know, and then some things that really bothered me and that had to revolve around food. I was a light eater and I had three kids and I didn't bother them because his experience in the lodge ghetto was that he had a wife and child and there was no food not and he would tell me that they didn't have an egg in three years and and here he would make eggs for me or want me to eat eggs in the morning and I just wasn't into it I I couldn't stand it took me 18 years and I was in the army before I had scrambled eggs because the secret was the when they made it, it was more runny, and it was just breakfast was a terrible time. He would get angry. He would just really, you know, kind of force these eggs on me like a soft boiled egg, where you take a, 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 a an egg and then you crack it, and it, it just no, I'm not. I yeah. can't. I can't even look at it. Even to this day, I won't won't eat it or, or sunny-side eggs. And he, he would try to make that for breakfast, and and I was just couldn't handle it. Yeah. And he would get angry and it would just be a tough, uh, angry to the point where I would get sick all the time and then they would end up taking me to uh, doctors to find out why is he throwing up all the time. Well, can't figure out. Everything is okay. M- maybe you're upsetting him. <laughs> and I say, you think? You know, just, <laughs> just leave me alone. And uh, I didn't force, when the kids were young, uh, anything like that. And I didn't end up being hefty or, you know, having, th- having problems with an eating disorder because of that. I just, um, to this day, won't, won't eat, you know, runny eggs or uh, scrambled eggs that are loose.
1: Well, let's delve a little bit deeper into the family dynamics. That uh, we always had um, an album with the pictures and uh mom had what, four sisters and three brothers? Really so. And one of her favorite sisters was um Rachel. Um in the
0: family dynamic I think our mom spoke mostly of her family. My dad mentioned he also mentioned very few things about his wife and child. Just the minimum didn't talk about his mom or dad. The only thing I remember about his father that he said that he had a, a long gray beard and he read Torah at the at the at the shul. He didn't say anything at all. I remember about his mom, his wife and child. He just remember. Uh, all I remember remembers that um, they were in the large ghetto, and I don't know all the hardness until I heard um, he's he had a recording that was done at the uh, Saint Louis holocaust center about his experiences but he never brought that up but our mom was more open about her relationships with her brothers and and um and sisters and mom and dad i know more about their life
1: you've done some real extensive uh research how many you've been to poland what
0: i've been to poland four times and it, it all started that uh there was a picture of um Joe, at his father's grave in Ludge Poland, and the picture was a small little black and white picture, but he went after the war to pay respect, and always, that picture always intrigued me, and uh, as I didn't realize, I thought everything was destroyed, grave records, records, birth, marriage, death documents, uh, cemeteries, places that they lived were all destroyed, so I, I began doing a research, and I contacted Yad Vashem with some morsels, really just some basic information about my dad, and uh, to trace it back that I knew he was from Lodz. I knew his last name. I knew his name. I knew he was an upholsterer. He went to upholstery trade school, and he lived in the area of uh, Lodz, Poland, Renick. and that was uh, a start, and I, I wrote to the Lodz community, and I just found them on, um, on a site. Uh, And I contacted them and I said, look, this is a picture of my dad. I sent that picture with all that I knew. And they wrote me back and said, look, we found your grandfather's mitzvah. And I said, wow, I gotta go. And at the time, our our mom was still alive and I told my mom, our mom, that uh, I wanted to go to Poland and her caution was don't go to Poland because they'll kill you. And that's what happened after the war. People would come back to their homes and the Polish people took over the homes. And, you know, there was just angry, hateful people that didn't want the Jews coming back and that they killed the people. So she was very fearful of that and my wanting to go back to Poland. And I just went out of, wanted to go out of curiosity. But I finally um, had to wait till she died. And we, it was a year after and we were putting up the matzai a year later. I just happened to be sitting next to a, a guy and he was reading a Polish newspaper, and I just said, are you Polish? And we started a conversation, and I told him of why I didn't want to go to Poland. He said, you know, it's not like that. And when I got home, within three weeks, I made a plan to go to Poland. And I went to Poland. I wanted to go to to Lodz, to Skarżysko, and possibly Szydłowiec. And then also uh, I, I left from there. I went with just bare thing, just to see places. I could Google the addresses. Whatever I had from Yad Vashem, I had a, a, an address where my father lived, where he lived before the war, because the, they kept records, the Germans kept records, and I knew his address, where he lived before the war, he was married, and where he was in the ghetto. And uh, I went to Poland with some really basic information, but when I did go, go to Poland somehow i had the right sense to take all the birth documentation that they had when they applied for citizenship i just brought it with me and that was very important because i ended up uh going to poland and my i was only going to be in poland for 5 days but i ended up the first day being in 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 ludge and finding the uh, the jewish center there and 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 ended up it was you Utah for our mom and I did Yizkor uh, b- b- prayers at the at the synagogue for um, for Saturday night uh, services because I got there on Saturday, and this was um, Havdallah services. And at the synagogue there were all these Hasidim, and I just happened to meet one earlier in the day. And I just got to Poland, and I didn't get any sleep because I was so excited. And here I was wandering around. Um, Lodz, Poland, and I find this Jewish center, and just I had a map out of where to go, but I, I ended up staying for services, and it was just off, I, I would call, off-the-map experience, but I did go to where my dad's neighborhood was and walked around, and then at the end of the day, I was looking on the, um, the map, and Lodge is a pretty good-sized city, that there was a uh, a records office, and I said, oh, let me go by the records office tomorrow, and I brought my uh, birth documentation of my dad, and I find out that I, that's where the records were. It was the archive office, and the person there I, understood English, and I explained to him. I showed him the information I had. He went into another room and brought back a manila folder, and this was before things were starting to get documented on microfilm and on email, or, or, or that you could go do this online. So he brought back this Manila folder of cup cupfermints, which was a kind of a not a, a great popular name. So I went through it, and then lo and behold, I see my father's father's name, and it was what's called the postal record of the people uh, that lived there, and it had their address, it had where they were his mother and father, the dates that they were born and where they were from originally, and all the, his brothers and sisters when they were born. So obviously this was a great treasure of information.
1: Yeah, so how many brothers and sisters did he have?
0: You know, off the top of my head, I don't know, but yeah. I, I do know that um, he was the second from the youngest, and his younger um, sister's name was Rachel, but because of that information i could trace back and you can do this online is go back and there's this um site called jewish Gen, which is great it has history and all kinds of connections connects to ancestry for doing research and study
1: well what was it like when you were there in the ghetto and walking around in the lodge ghetto and seeing the uh okay
0: i I did walk around i've been to Lodge three times and most of the time that I've been there it it, the first time was late October and ever since I got to Poland that first day I didn't see any sunshine and it was always gray and dismal and looked like it was gonna it just was a dismal looking place the buildings looked dismal I mean I know they did a lot of rebuilding and they did a lot of rebuilding but some of these places for example where my uh, dad's I saw where my dad lived as a child where he lived when he was married and in the ghetto and people are still living in these places i mean these, these buildings look so dismal on the outside they look gray and and old and it just not dilapidated because people still live there but uh it left me a really uh strong impression of have no concept like the second time i went to um to Ludge, I, I i had a map and it showed in this one park where they would hang people. I found the original grave uh, graveyard in, in Lodge and I walked around so much. Do not forget, the best way to support Kishmir and Yiddish is to rate and subscribe
1: wherever you listen to podcasts.